The Brandon Peters Show may contain explicit language and detailed plot points. For more information on the show, stay tuned to the end of the episode. to the Brandon Peters Show. Thank you for returning after I took a week off. Today features a discussion of Robert Wise's 1963 film, The Haunting. But first, let me welcome back to the show from JoeBlow.com, something stony and sounds scary, James Oster. Welcome back. You've been on this show before. It was a Friday the, thir- the first Friday the 13th episode of the Brandon Peters Show. I know. I also realized in our podcasting on my shows, we've never had you- I've never had you on anything that wasn't Friday the 13th before. I know. So this is monumental in the world of podcasting today. Huge. Huge. Well, I appreciate, yeah, I'm going to take a drink, but I appreciate you inviting me on. I'm excited to do it. I love having you on. Always a regular with what I do. Let's talk about you. You've got uh, currently your own show, which started around the same time I think by this show started, the Something Stony. Yeah, I, yeah, it, it's it's a weird project because, look, I've been doing Joe Blow since 2006. I started working with Vidispace, which is now Cosm, uh, with Sound Scary about a, I would say, I want to say a couple of years ago. I don't even remember the date. I'd have to look at IMDb, and I'm too lazy to do that. But I really like working with uh, Elizabeth Saint over at Cosm and... You know, I have this buddy of mine who Justin Butts, who we should have we should have him on. Uh, Butts and Peters, yeah. Butts and Peter, exactly. So we would have these really intense, long conversations at fucking ten at night to two in the morning. We'd get have some. I'd have some edibles. He'd be smoking weed, and we just have these really in depth conversations. And we were kind. Of, I was kind of like, we should do a podcast and just. First, at the first origin was, story of eighty-five percent of podcasts. Basically, exactly, <laughs> and it, but that you know it was in the middle of the pandemic. It's like, mm-hmm. well, why the fuck not? And I, I like doing something stony because a, well, we get high, that's fun, and uh, b, it, it it gives me the opportunity to talk about things I don't normally get to talk about. You know. Mm-hmm. We get to talk about music all the time. We can talk politics. We talk about angry Karens. We talk about what have you. We talk about a lot of different things. And we also let our guard down, which I'm I, I'm not a big fan of having my private life be out in the open. I just because right. I, I, I like my quiet. I like, you know, I got my fam. I got I like. I like I don't I don't want to be like hey look at me this is my life but at the same time I do think there are things that we are going through over the past few years covid and and the pandemic and just a lot of different things and I think it's sometimes good to maybe let your guard down and I've been honestly it's been a great pleasure doing that show I love it I love doing it and you know uh, we work with a great producer Elizabeth Saint is mm-hmm. The bomb, and of course, I'm you know still at Joe Blow. I love it. I love Joe Blow. I've always loved that site. I, I'm a fan of Joe Blow, and I'm still still there, still 
doing right. my interviews and 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 getting uh, compliments from Vera Farmiga. I mean, hey, there right, you go. You're, you're one of my favorite junket people. Like, I always see Aww. unique reactions from the people. I mean, the people, the actors that are probably worn out throughout the the junket process. But like with you, I feel like they're like, okay, we're getting something a little different here. A little different vibe, and and you could tell. I remember you had one like years ago with Rene Russo, and like that one. <laughs> yeah. I was like, holy shit! I was like, and I mean, you typically get that out of people, which is something rather than the astute person trying to ask the same thing for the fiftieth time, but thinking they're mahaha about it, and you're just genuinely yourself, uh, genuinely like welcoming and stuff like that. It's really fun well, to check out. Look, you're. When we do, they do it, let's say we're doing a big junket. They, well, you got maybe 60, 60 uh, press there, whether they're doing press conference, uh, TV interviews, um, roundtables. I mean, in a normal time, now it's all Zoom pretty much or, or phoners, but like, and it will get back to in. I think they're doing some in person now. Mm-hmm. I think they're starting to, but like, look, you. You, you 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 say here's your movie this is a movie you're gonna see that's what you're gonna ask him about you know of course you're gonna have like so-and-so is in a small movie and they happen to be in the next marvel movie everyone's gonna ask. I, I don't know if you saw the uh emily blunt interviews yep. with the, i know the guy that did that and i i i i used to watch the whole interview taken out of context it seems like she's really like f you f but if you watch the interview, she's fine. It's yeah. just she's she's stating a fact. It's, it's like context and seeing what actually it is. But they love that little bite that could anger some guys, some people on social media. Yeah, and so I mean, look, I I go in. I like actors. Mm-hmm. I like talking to filmmakers. I love it. I think it's great, and I genuinely like movies. So it's like you know when I walk in, when I sit down with someone on Zoom. You know, it, it, it's you just be yourself, and yeah. and that's that. I think that's where, and some people, hey, some people don't like it. Some people would rather get the. Oh, what is there going to be a scoop? Is there going to be a scoop? No, there's not going to be a scoop. It's four minutes. Right. That's what you get. I mean, it's. I mean, you can. It's not unheard of that you're going to get one, but I don't know. I I just they're people. That's mm-hmm. the thing. The you know you can talk to the biggest stars in the world. Generally, they're just people. And, like, you know, I, I remember, uh, gosh, a year or two ago, about two years ago, Julia Roberts. My mm-hmm. first time interviewing Julia Roberts. And uh, treat her like a person, man. And she told yeah. a great story about her, how her co-star saved her life. And it was, it was, that, that was one of those rare moments where, like, I'm just, like, my ego got so big. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. Because I was walking out of that interview and as I was leaving, I heard her say something like to the the crew or someone. She's like, I wish they could all be like that. That pleasant. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And then like that, like a month earlier or after I interviewed Sliced Alone. And um, I love how I call him Sliced Alone. Oh, my God. I'm so ego. Uh, but he complimented me to the other actors. And it was like, mm-hmm. I like this guy. He's he's good. He's a really good guy. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, that's really cool. But I don't look. I don't try to be what I'm not. I right. just, I'm just I, you. This, this is what I do. Right. You know, same thing with something Sony, except I'm high. That's yeah. really that's that's. I just I don't want to bullshit. I don't you know. And of course, Jimmy O is a character in a way. It's a you know I'm maybe not exactly like this, but it's mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm a, probably a little more quiet. I, I don't need the attention as much. But, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't right. take... I take myself seriously, but I also don't over take myself so seriously that I don't see I'm an idiot sometimes. Right. And I have maybe a bad, you know, maybe I like all the Friday the 13th movies. And and then I say, oh, Fast and Furious, most of them are crap. Seriously? (laughs) I don't know. I I think we, we, as human beings, take ourselves way too seriously. Yeah. And that's, that's got to stop. That's yeah. really that's where I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm just going on a tangent today. No, that's what I'm doing. It's all that's, good. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. But yeah, uh, what was your what was your speaking of the junkets? What was the first one that you ever did or one of stature that you're like, oh, sh-. Uh, the first junket? Okay, well I know this answer really well yeah. because it sticks in my mind. The first press conference I covered was you mean Dupree. Oh, okay. And it was pretty cool. It was pretty funny, though, because somebody asked Kate Hudson um, how she keeps love alive. And I, was, I was like, oh. I was like, what? wait, what, what? What are we talking about here? And, it, and like two weeks later, I think it was, she filed for divorce. <laughs> like, ah! oh, I guess that's, <laughs> I guess it didn't work for that one. But I, I thought she was lovely. She seemed like a really lovely pe- person. And mm-hmm. Owen Wilson is a really sweet. He seems like a really... I've interviewed him a few times. He seems like a really nice guy. So it was cool. I was like, wow, this is really neat. My first on camera, like actual yeah. this kind of thing, except in person, was Transformers. Oh. Transformers. Oh. And it mostly was good. Uh, there was one interview that went fine and after, not so nice. Not so, not, 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 not nice. And it wasn't, uh, it wasn't Megan Fox is rad. I fucking love Ray- Megan mm-hmm. Fox. I think she's amazing. And, Shia, he's a very he was very nice. I liked him because I, I it was interesting because when I started, he started okay. like when I started in this business, he was Disturbia was coming out all the stuff. So he was becoming Holes. a movie star. Holes, absolutely not that <laughs> one. I always liked him, and I, I I think he's obviously been through some changes. Yeah, I guess it's fair to say, but um, I still like him. I still I've heard he's a very difficult person to work with. Mm-hmm. Not you can kind of tell, but yeah. I, I, it's yeah. Those were my first two like that stick out. But I, I, it was weird because I still have the fanboy thing in me. I still like get excited mm-hmm. like when I when I'm a big fan of somebody. I've got a couple few interviews coming up next couple of days. One or one or two, I'm really excited about because it's people I just really like their work and really yeah. and I've interviewed them before and it's. There's certain people that I'm like, oh, can I, when can I interview Catherine Hahn again? When yeah. can I interview <laughs> Catherine Hahn again? I love that woman. So, yeah. and I, and you know, going back to, uh, I don't even know if I mentioned this, the last, uh, for the new conjuring, I mm-hmm. interviewed Vera Farmiga and, and Patrick Wilson again. And my God, they're the most lovely, wonderful people like mm-hmm. legit. I, and I, I, I forgot I've interviewed them several times for every movie every conjuring movie and annabelle comes home oh yeah and set visits and so, so i've got right. you know I've, I've gotten to uh talk to both of them and i i i've always liked vera the first time i think i interviewed her was for the source code i want to oh, okay. say yeah that was uh, that's the one with uh jake gyllenhaal right yes yep yeah, the quantum yeah. leap uh yes on a train yeah 
I think that was the first time I interviewed her, and, and she was awesome back then. She's yeah. just she's just rad. She's yeah, just, yeah like I was, we were talking the other day, and I was like with your interview with her, when she said, no, man. Like, that was like, oh, wow. So That's cool. Awesome. So I, awesome. My favorite, I, I have so many. It's like, dude, you know, like at the end of the interview, she's wanting to show me something, and Patrick's yeah. like, he's got seconds. He doesn't have time for this. But I... I because she showed us on the on the set of Conjuring Two, mm-hmm. she showed us other videos of, of okay. some, a scratch that she got, and I, I, I just man, I love that. I, I love when mm-hmm. people let their guards down a little bit and can be friendly and can open oh, yeah. up. Well, and I think they like that too because I I used to do Blu-ray and DVD testing when I was out in Los Angeles, and I went through so much uh, VAM or value-added material, bonus material. And those mm-hmm. making ofs and shit and those interviews are like, the questions are like, yes, it was great working with so-and-so. Oh, as a director, he is such a good actor's director or visionary. Visionaries mm-hmm. if they don't like them. Uh, actors, directors if they really get them. And it, just the same compliments. All, like, I got sick. I used to love with the DVDs and stuff. I used to love bonus material. I thrive. I'm like, oh, I can't. Yeah, I know. I remember. And going through it so much. And seeing this stock answers all the time, mm-hmm. and I think really, I mean, Michael Felsher, who did Redshirt Productions, he really changed the game with these bonus materials. But I think also uh, the documentary Never Sleep Again for the Elm oh, Street was a turning so point. So good. Because they just like, you know what? Here's all these actors that a lot of them don't work anymore. They don't give a shit. Here's them bluntly honest about things. You're getting Wes Craven honest about things. Everybody's mm-hmm. honesty. And that's... After that, I noticed like Shout Factory and all them, Arrow, their interviews changed. All of a sudden, it's those kind of interview segments about these old movies. And I really think they get sick of that on the press. Because like, they're selling a movie. They got to hope for their mm-hmm. next job. They want to be looked on as you know easy to work with, stuff like that. So your answers mm-hmm. are like not genuine. So if you can get them off topic talking about stuff they're gonna love that rather than oh i couldn't wait to be with patrick again it was just like we got off the set of annabelle comes home and oh it's so scary oh the warrens they're fascinating like it's uh... Mm -hmm. yeah i mean that that interview specifically like she starts off with yeah look i generally try to go into an interview if it's someone i'm a fan of or it's right if i'm a fan of the film i will i will be open about that and i have yeah. no i have no qualms about saying oh my god i really look I, I i've gotten great interviews from people that have supposedly bad interviewers right that they they don't like to be interviewed mm-hmm. that people don't like to interview them i've gotten great interviews from a few of those people because you know either i i just i i, I mean I, I bring a little personal to it i bring a little bit of hey I'm a human being. You are too. Yeah. Let's have a nice little fun conversation. And and with Vera, I was just geeking out because I love those movies. I love the Conjuring movies. Every goddamn one, yeah. all three, I love. And uh, you know, talking to her and just she's sweet. And I, I was just like, I'm, I just love you guys so much. And her mm-hmm. reaction to this and and it, I just I I I I will I was geeking out a little bit with that one. I was you know just because it's a uh, I don't know it's. But it not nay. It's never like oh my god. I'm so, oh, I'm such a bad. It's like <laughs> that's so cool. They're awesome. That's right. so cool. And look, I've talked to a few that suck. You know, there's definitely a few that I'm not a fan of. That yeah. I I don't really. But 
I, I'm not big on uh, the whole, like, the negative thing. I don't really thrive on telling the horror stories because I... I yeah, I- I don't know if they're just having a bad day. That's what I try to tell people when they say some celebrities are shitheads or something like that. I'm always like, they, they have bad days too. You, you might have caught them. <laughs> well, I remember, and I don't know, I don't know if I sh- can say this. Well, yeah, it's a while ago. I there was someone once told me on the set of a certain movie that um, Jake Gyllenhaal was really difficult on the set of another film, and and okay. he was explaining why. He's like, oh, blah blah blah. This happened. This happened. This happened. And, you know, I'm like, oh, really? I would. I, I mean, I kind of maybe then I interviewed mm-hmm. Jake mm-hmm. and I interviewed him again. And I get mm-hmm. he I've hugged the guy a couple times. I think he was shocked by one time because I kind of went for the hug because we hugged the last right. time. Uh, but he's a genuinely nice guy. And he started going off about how he knew Joe Blow and uh, legit stuff that he's like, gotcha. oh, well, yeah. he, he reads our site. Yeah. And, you know, as I did a little more research into the other film, he hated the project. It wasn't, he, you know, it's like, look everybody we all have that job that we went to maybe you still have it where you go in and it's just like oh god just uh, i just started i got eight hours of this uh, and you i had those yeah. jobs yeah. that you just feel shitty about films and can you're be not... that way too yeah mm-hmm. and a lot they of times can. by the time they get to making these films yeah majority of the time it's not what they signed up for and that's for they can be both good and bad like a lot yeah. of time, like by the time you get to actually make a film, especially nowadays, especially studio films like Jake would be making, mm-hmm. you're tired of it probably already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass before you get before camera, and you're like, "Oh, I feel like I've already made this." Yeah, and, and yeah. people don't understand that too. Like that's a people. I I guess the assumption is that you're making a movie. Why wine? I mean, you're making a lot of money to sit around and right. say some lines and blah blah blah. But it it is it it's still hard work. You're working long hours. I mean, look, it's not the hardest job in the world to be an actor. It's not the hardest job to, but uh, uh, you know, you're also supporting, helping a lot of people get a lot of work and and. Mm-hmm. The, you have these amazing crew guys who fucking kill the like right. really work themselves to the bone, making sure that stuff gets done, and that's why like, you know, I have friends that like are and I don't like reality TV. I hate it mm-hmm. actually, but I know a lot of people that make their living off of that. Right, and I'm like, you know what? Hey, good for them. Good for them. They're making a living. At least they're doing something that they're they've got a talent in and that they maybe they can move up to another place with mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it man there's just nothing wrong there's with it. room it's for just... both scripted and rea- reality um mm-hmm. yeah there's mm-hmm. room for both i used to be a big anti-reality person too but people enjoy mm-hmm. it it still employs people it sucks that it means less room for dra- dramatic scripts getting bought but yeah there was yeah. there wasn't that much room for you to get yours bought in the first place no, it's look. It's really hard to sell a script. It's really hard to even even name actors have a tr- have trouble, you know, getting a script out. Sometimes I yeah. freaking Billy Bob Thornton. One time I interviewed him, and he was telling me about this personal project he had, and I was like, "Dude, that sounds really good." And he's like, "Yeah, can't get made. Yeah, I can't get made." And I'm like, "Billy Bob Thornton, at the height of his popularity, when he's mm-hmm. working constantly." He couldn't get a film made. Right. Well, that says I mean, a lot. It's crazy. Like, I just finished The the Big Goodbye, that book uh, mm-hmm. the, about Chinatown uh, and the 70s films. There was a point in 1984 or 85 
when they were going to make the sequel, The Two Jakes, Mm -hmm. and 36 hours before it was to shoot the first shot got pulled. Nicholson, Evans, and Town had a huge fight about stuff. And wow. they, it was casted. Like, everybody was there. Like, the sets were built. Every Everything's ready to go. And they, uh, Town doesn't want N- Nichols, or Town doesn't want Evans. Evans was supposed to star in what became the Harvey Keitel role mm. six years later. And in Town's like, no, he's not going to cut it. I can't, I can't do this. And then Nicholson's like, okay, fine. You know how I wasn't going to get paid for this? I now make six million plus back points if you want if you want Evans off the movie, and then it just and it was done with thirty six hours yeah before and yeah. you know how much went into before that and all the and but if if that didn't happen then Kelly McGillis wouldn't have been in Top Gun I guess like that's what she went to right after like cause she was supposed to be in it it's it's insane and that's how things can happen there like there you and I are both Halloween fans. Before the 2018 one came, there was one set to shoot in like two weeks, and they pulled it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, like a sequel. Like, and what, who were the? What wasn't that? Um, uh, Dunst- that was Dunstan and uh, yeah, uh, and the uh, collector Melton. guys. Yeah, Melton, yeah, Melton, yeah, the collector guys. Yeah, they had it. They Dunstan's got- a buddy of mine. I love Marcus. Yeah. Hi, Marcus. The dead will walk, and you, unbeliever, will scream unheard. Stop it! The haunting. What do we really know of that other world of hauntings, of apparitions in the night, of the sinister powers of darkness? The Haunting was produced and directed by Robert Wise, the brilliant producer of West Side Story, and stars Julie Harris, Claire Bloom, Richard Johnson, Russ Tamblin. deny terror. You cannot look the other way. You have to face the supernatural. Face the chilling mysteries of forces you cannot understand or control when The Haunting holds you in its spell. The Haunting. The Haunting, which is directed by Robert Wise, written by Nelson Gidding, based on the novel The Haunting of Hill House by Shirley Jackson, starring Julie Harris, Richard Johnson, Claire Bloom, and Russ Tamblin. Also, Lois Maxwell, Miss Moneypenny, shows up later in the film as well. She does. Hill House has stood for about 90 years and appears haunted. Its inhabitants have always met strange, tragic ends. Now, Dr. John Markway has assembled a team of people who he thinks will provide whether or not the house is haunted. So, Jimmy, as I ask everyone who brings a movie to the show, why the haunting? It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Per- All right. Yeah. Look, I... I- the first time I saw The Haunting, I was already well aware of horror. I was always, mm-hmm. I was a very, I started way too young, uh, as Jamie Lee Curtis thinks, and I was in love with horror. Mm-hmm. This stupid old black and white movie comes on because I, you know, I, I wasn't like that totally because I was, I was right. a bit of a classic kid, so I, I like the classics. But this black and white movie comes on, and I was just enraptured. I mean, it was. I and I, I just watched it again a few weeks back, and gosh, every shot, every moment, every and look, this is the same guy who got, gave us West Side Story, which is the, one of the best films ever mm-hmm. made. It's almost like we don't need a remake of that one. Whoever, no one, no matter who's directing it. Hmm. Oh well. Uh, 
<laughs> uh, sorry, Spielberg, but that, that movie does not be, need to be directed, uh, remade. But I, I was so enraptured by it, and and just the beauty of it. And it, look, we we talk a lot about in horror. Sometimes the, the simplest things can be the scariest, mm-hmm. and we've you know we've seen that with Blair Witch, we've seen that with Paranormal Lockdown, uh, we've seen it with I would Invisible Man this past year. Right. Um, this is a simple story. It's just oh yeah, people checking out this house, but what they do right besides everything is absolutely perfect casting. Mm-hmm. I mean. I'm trying to think, like, if there's anything I would change, the the set design, the 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 the, the house, the, the the sound design. I these are. It's very easy to throw around cheap scares. It's it's very easy to go, uh, and Julie Harris, who was you know obviously so great in uh, East of Eden, she's a fantastic actress. To to do a scare like this movie does that's literally just banging on a door yeah or or they i you still see tr- nothing in this movie they nothing nothing besides the only effects that they show mm-hmm. the door kind of breathing right that's it that's it it's all sound it's all mm-hmm. it's all using space it's all look one i brought up invisible man mm-hmm. that scene in the restaurant Oh, one of the best scenes ever shot. Ever, in yeah, in ever, horror. Yeah. I mean, it's just beautiful. This, the haunting, has a few of those. The scene with she, oh, she's squeezing my hand so tight. She's squeezing my hand so mm-hmm. that still gives me chills. Oh yeah, like I look. I this is another movie I showed to a good friend of mine. He'd never seen it. He was an adult mm-hmm. who had seen all these horror movies. He watched it and he was just like, "I'm legitimately creeped out right, right now." Mm-hmm. Because it look, they there is such artistry in this film, and I remember like being a kid, being kind of interested in ghosts and fascinated by this whole kind of the paranormal world. I was so moved by it, and I, I but it was also more than that. It's not just a movie about ghosts. There's mm-hmm. a lot going on. Uh, you know when I, so the other person I met. Robert Wise. Uh, yes. Uh, Legend. He spoke at my class, and of course, everyone wanted to talk about Star Trek or whatever. I wanted to talk about this, and I asked him about it, and uh, he said something, and I, 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 it was such an interesting conversation. I went up to him like after class, and he talked to me, and it was, or it was like a break or something. But there was something that he he put in that was taken out. I, I believe oh. either they shot it or they uh, wrote it and it, it didn't get in the movie because they were like, no, 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 you can't do that. When mm-hmm. um, Claire, Claire, uh, Theo's character shows up, mm-hmm. you know, she's all pissed off and everything, right. right? She wrote on the window in lipstick. I hate you. Oh, because it basically, yep. She had a lover squirrel with some lady yeah, and it's, yeah. I, and it's, and he was really, it seemed like a, uh, it was groundbreaking. Yeah, it's a groundbreaking film, and it's well, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's not the first time a lesbian has been on screen, but it's the first no. time when she's not a predatory figure mm-hmm. on screen as well. And she's very mm-hmm. got some very feminist qualities to her, and she's just allowed to be a character where, and a great character too. Yeah. A great oh, character. Oh yeah, she chews this 
scenes up every time she's in the first. Like she really takes it. I mean, everybody here can steal a scene, uh, mm-hmm. but she's just radiant uh, throughout. Absolutely, sure. absolutely, and it's. Dude, I, I, I think of this movie, and I, I, I'm just so... <laughs> it, it's one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. I, I, I remember just being a kid and, and going over what my the movies I loved. And if, you know, I, I think I found a list or something from yeah. when I was a kid recently or something. And The Haunting was up there. It was like yeah. my fa- of one of my favorite films. I mean, it and, makes a lot of lists. Uh, Martin mm-hmm. Cinema Scorsese says it's one of the tops like it is yeah and i think you know what's cool with this movie when i was watching it this time around for the show i was like man this is one of the few i mean one of those true horror movies that the camera provides a lot of the horror it does so much work oh my god i don't think people can really appreciate i mean maybe it's just a film person thing but like that's where the horror is driving from the angles the 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 way it's lit and shot the way they use some tricks they even use like a camera yeah. that wasn't ready to go yet on purpose so it wouldn't yes. work right that face yeah. it, like just a, 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 a display on the wall like a design on mm-hmm. the wall is terrifying with that the, just a, and the sound the sound design my yeah. god yeah. did it Pure artistry here, dude. And you can tell, like, there's just, I mean, I, I've talked to my friend Yancey Burns before. We talked about, like, man, I used to remember, I used to, I miss that doesn't happen nowadays because I think with digital photography, you lose a lot of craftsmanship, which, yeah. I, not against digital filmmakers. I'm glad people have access to stuff. But uh, even scenes where just people are talking back in the day used to be interesting and important. Even if mm-hmm. this is blah, 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 blah. They used to be shot with care. Now they're just like, okay, put a medium, two shot, like over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. But like here, they're they're interesting. They're they're weird. And I even just, the May, the housekeeper and the, yeah. and the caretaker, they yeah. are such an important right. part of the piece yeah. to put it all together. Yeah. They, that, that whole, well, no one lives in it, but it could be closer than that. No one will hear you and you scream at night. You're just like, oh my oh, god! Yeah. Her, 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 like, uh, you're all fucked. Speech before she leaves that night. Oh god, that's so beautiful. Brilliant. Like this movie Brilliant. is so intoxicating to like seep you in. Like, I want to walk around this fucking house. I don't care if I'm gonna not survive. I need mm-hmm. to walk in the house. It just and it makes you feel like it gives you a sense of, of space. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it's huge. It's wise. I mean, he's a grand. Uh, tour like even his smallest movies are huge like yeah uh and this thing the hallways the rooms and the thing i like about this and i don't want to get to the remake just yet uh, <laughs> we'll touch on it in a moment but like w- you have that staircase that's integral to the film mm-hmm. and i like how wise comes up with so many creative ways to display and make you feel the staircase whereas in like another film like today like they don't understand like it's like that's a cool staircase we got to shoot that staircase like yeah, but make it a character. Make it yeah. something rather than just looking cool. Give it character. Give it a feel. Give it, you know, and that's what he does here. That staircase mm-hmm. is its own character. The second the doors are their own up. character. The yeah. doors, the even the freaking just the the hallways, the, the as you said, mm-hmm. the it just it's so filled with dread. Yeah. And on every moment and it, nothing can be happening and it's beautifully grounded in reality. Right, yeah. There's Because there, nothing wicked crazy happens. Like No, it's all... I mean, 
technically, yes. Obviously, if something's banging on a door and it's kind of bending the door and mm-hmm. something's happening and it's not normal. But that's literally the extent of it. That that yeah. the beauty, the simplicity of this, and it, without you know, when you hire amazing actors, when you have a great mm-hmm. script like this that beautifully tells what happened to the other people. It, this is a landmark film, and oh, yeah. it, it, I, I don't think we would have movies like The Conjuring, or any. Obviously, we, we wouldn't have Mike Flanagan's series, you know. <laughs> right, right, right. And I think that, that, that we bring up. I brought up earlier, touched upon that in our first segment, but like this shows this movie is the perfect display and shows the power of adaptation and the importance of not just translating a book to screen, mm-hmm. because. Uh, both the writer and Wise got when they read the book, they wanted to do this, but they got something else out of the book that's mm-hmm. not there. And they went to Shirley Jackson to discuss it with her. And she's like, no, this is ghosts. And they're like, no, no, this girl in her head, it could be in her head. It could be this. It could be that. And they got so much more out of it that Shirley Jackson's like, no, guys, sorry to break it to you, but it's it's this. And so they're like, we're going to make it like this. And he's like, can you change the title a bit? Uh, but. I think they got more out of it than just doing the because now there's deeper characterization. There's a lot mm-hmm. more going on, and it allows them to just not go boo with the mm-hmm. ghost. They now have the desire to be like, I want the viewer to wonder if any of this really happened um, as it as it was to her. Was the banging yeah. and the the doors moving just in her head? Yes, yeah. I mean, it up perfectly, br- and- brilliantly. I mean, look, all of it could have happened. But oftentimes, you know, I've actually done the ghost hunt thing. I've mm-hmm. been on that with, you know, yeah. Nick Ruff. You hear things, you see things, and sometimes you see very terrifying things. Right. But a lot of times you can kind of play it off as like, ooh, shoot. Well, is it because my mind here? is there? Or yeah. yeah. Exactly. And what, and what what a performance from Julie Harris, man. Yeah. It is not easy for, as we've seen repeatedly for some actors to do narration yeah and her narration because here's the thing her narration isn't just written as oh well we went to this house i just needed to get away it's written as i I don't know am i worthless oh my god i didn't kill my mom oh no i didn't do it's like whoa and it's almost like four four people having a conversation with the same voice like yeah at times and it really sets up the madness especially the intro when she's driving to get there. Like, you're already established that something ain't right with her. I don't know if she should be going to this house. And and it's all... Separate. And plus, this movie, besides that, also has an awesome prologue where they tell the history. And it's oh my God, the woman so falling good. at the bottom of the stairs with that angle. And then the hanging is brilliantly staged. But yeah, and then we lead into her craziness. Go into the house. Yeah, and you're and, already on edge before you uh, even spend a second. Yeah, I think it's also important to look. Oftentimes, people create crazy characters, and it's so obvious. And it's like, okay, yeah, it's going to be a dream, mm-hmm. or it's going to be this, it's going to be that. We also see how she's treated by her own family. Oh yeah, and, and but it, it, even still, they're not making the family to be. The sister is not evil. She's not horrible. Mm-hmm. She's just frustrated and you can see that she's frustrating frustrated because she knows that this poor girl is just struggling and having issues 
but we we see it obviously from Nell's point of view for the most part, but they never cheapen it. God, I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, we haven't we haven't talked about Markway yet, Dr. Markway, the guy who heads up this mm-hmm. investigation, uh played by Richard Johnson, and I mm-hmm. think he is well, they're all fantastic, but he hits this line of like commitment and but not getting like overly campy it's very no never campy it's very showman like but Mm -hmm. uh realistic as like a guy who is excited about his work but wants to put on a face for the people so they are there with him Mm -hmm. and uh johnson who also is uh, dr menard in lucio fulci's zombie um by the way yes Uh... i just want to point that out um he is like dr loomis to me Mm -hmm. that kind of role because without him the house isn't as haunted. It isn't mm-hmm. as scary. It's his dialogue that gets into your mind and into how you're going to receive this stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. it's cleverly put. He knows a lot of stuff, and you get into just listening to him talk. It's interesting. But it, while he's doing that, he's building up you for later scenes where nothing could be happening, but because you've been listening to him and hearing about how that's I'd said long ago. Like Michael Myers is scarier because Doctor Loomis. If mm-hmm. he's not there, he's just some guy body hacking like other slashers yeah. because Dr. Loomis is there every couple scenes building he's no man and all that he's now elevated size, to some mythic he's mythic proportions you're like oh fuck what is this thing gonna do to people when he gets there and he's mm-hmm. mut- and he's like he's unstoppable he's he's the devil incarnate and you, yep. without that he's just oh oh he's dead look out behind the uh, Friday the 13th there's no mm-hmm. mythic buildup of who the killer is it's just someone killing off kids at camp that you heard the camp had people die. Halloween, yeah. you're like, this great creature is, destroy- is like after these people and there's nothing they can do. So it's a di- there's a difference between that. Like Fred Krueger, he also mm-hmm. has that little buildup of like, oh, this guy in your dreams. But that's what he serves for the house. And I, I really enjoy that addition. Like, I do too. Like, and I, you know, I and I also want to bring up Russ Tamlin, who is, mm-hmm. you know, oh, he the skeptic, was yeah. the skeptic. And they they don't make him over jokey. They and obviously he'd worked with Robert also in West Side Story. He's a fantastic actor. He's a mm-hmm. wonderful actor, and of course Twin Peaks fame. But right. it, it, it's nice to see like when when you're watching this. Oftentimes I think audiences will watch and relate to this guy. He's funny, mm-hmm. good looking dude, kind of charming. You're like okay, I'm I'm, I'm with this guy. I, I I would be him. I would be him. So those moments when he's like. Oh fuck! Oh shit! Like he, you're like, oh wow! Oh no! Things are going bad now. Right. I mean, it's you couldn't have the, but the thing is, you couldn't have these great performances mm-hmm. without an amazing script. Right? Yeah, yeah. No, script's so good, and the skeptic. I love the skeptic is a, a guy that wants to believe, but he's not going to jump at every first thing that mm-hmm. happens. And it's I, a business I, thing for him. Yeah. It's money for him, and that yeah. that is believable. He's like, I'm gonna you know? do this. So I hope I see some shit, but probably not. You know, like yeah. it's kind of, kind of there though. And that's kind of like and they don't see stuff. Like, but because uh, it's a, I, it's a I, feeling. I, I read so that the... Wise wanted to give a tribute to Val Luton, who made a lot of horror movies and of mm-hmm. the belief that the human mind could make up more scary things than he could put in front of the screen. That's that's what we've got here. And Still works. The skeptic works in that fame, and they got because they, they they bring together a group. 
Um, he's not brought in because he was part of this plan. Yeah. Um, but they, he adds, to he's kind character. of forced on the, the, the because yeah. the, the, oh, it's my nephew. He's a nephew, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The nephew, the heiress that owns currently owns probably could, because you have a ESP with, uh, Theo and then Eleanor mm-hmm. has had a poltergeist experience when she was younger, but she's in denial of it. Cause she's like, that never happened. That never happened. No, it was our neighbors. Yeah. Cause they are jealous of us. Yeah. Like, Oh my god! You get me excited for this movie again. I talk. Yeah. There's certain movies from that that especially ghost stories that just yeah. Conjuring is one of them. The Conjuring, the whole Conjuring, uh, the Changeling. Um, oh, I yeah. even oh, really the like Changeling. So oh. good. Uh, Legend of Hell House. I like that mm-hmm. one quite a bit. With Roddy McDowell. Oh. You know what, dude? I even like Ghost Story. With all the old dudes, the old Fred oh, yeah, Astaire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, what a good little movie! I mean, it's right. some of the effects are cheesy in there. It gets a little cheesy. Oh, how scary! By the way, is speaking of the scare when she's driving at the end before she crashes, she sees Lois Maxwell run by. I'm like, oh my God! Right, <laughs> like, right. Oh. It's it's a great jump scare before jump scares were a. Uh... And it's thing. it's very much remind me of like Blair Witch later on when you see the kid in the corner like. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, shit, what was that? And because she's, oh, yeah, so and and scary. her her reasoning, like how her even she's like she's the the wife. Mm-hmm. It's, she plays Markaway's wife, who shows up basically like, okay, treating it as a joke, right? And what what's so good about again? It's not. It doesn't feel superfluous. It feels like it belongs. And if she doesn't show up, she her showing up makes for a very important reason for why things fall into place and why things happen the way it's they a do next, it's a nice little spin a breath a little breath of fresh air mm-hmm. some new blood um and a good way to enter that that haunted room the nursery so good so good oh my gosh i love this movie mm-hmm. it, i i it's one that's a movie i will always recommend it's uh oh yeah i don't think they've i think it's one of the best horror films ever made i don't i don't think it gets enough attention as being that though like you know people always talk about psycho people always talk about even uh peeping tom Mm -hmm. i think the the haunting needs to be at the top of the list it's just a beautiful beautiful film it's and like all like masterpieces before it like at the time it came out it was a mixed reviews Mm -hmm. of things that people didn't know and maybe people were disappointed they didn't see anything they didn't appreciate who knows what expectations were at the time? It was a new mm-hmm. Robert Wise film coming off West Side Story, so there's that. But I think this film is one of those that's just so marveling to look at. Like it's a it's a mute movie for me. You could watch it yep. on mute and enjoy it just as much as if you had sound. Like I agree, I agree. So damn good looking. Um, Thank Ro- you. I know I am. I know. Uh, but Wise, like he's got this. Like I was when I was doing my research and stuff. This was looking like where was he at this time when he made it? He's got this run. So right here he does he did West Side Story. He goes two for the seesaw, the haunting, and then the sound of music. And to me, it felt very much like when the Cohen brothers go, No Country for Old Men, Burn After Reading, Serious Man, True Grit. Like mm-hmm. big, couple little uh, uh us things. And then another big one. Like like it feels like uh, he's in his like, I'm gonna do kind of a little personal aside here, because he bought this script when he was working on, or bought the rights to the book when he was working on West Side Story, um, yeah. and they were working on the script then, but it, it's kind of a weird parallel that uh, this little run in their careers have, but I mean, Coens usually do big themselves, big, 
Uh, Wise has just a... He's one of those... He's back with, like, Michael Curtiz, one of those studio mm-hmm. directors. They're like, here's your projects. Go make them good. And once in a while, they do their own, but they're they're hired hands. They're like, okay, what do I got? I'm doing a horror movie? All right, let's mm-hmm. do it. You know, that's kind of... This was a personal one for him. He picked this one, and but that's kind of how they went. And, I mean, it's not his first foray into horror, of course, because no. he did... You know, per day the Erster still can work on horror levels. Um, Curse sure. the Cat People, Body Snatcher with Lugosi, Andromeda Strain, Audrey mm-hmm. Rose. Um, yeah, and, I always forget about Audrey Rose too. And I, that's yeah. a really effective movie. Right, really yeah. good flick. Yeah, at least then, my memory, you know. <laughs> and then right after Sound of Music with that run, he did The Sand Pebbles with Steve McQueen, which is mm-hmm. a well lauded film. Like it just. This is peak. This is probably his peak run right here, Robert Dude, Wise. Like when I saw is... him speak, man, I was just geeking out because it was well before I did my job. It was well, I was just a college kid who loved right Robert Wise, and I was like, oh my god, this is one of the greatest directors that's ever lived. And so wow, I, I'm yeah, it's it's the haunting is perfect. And it was the... only only black and white because it was in the MGM contract. Because I think he had he got turned down for this as studio. And then goes to MGM where he had like one deal, one picture left on his deals. Like you make this one, they're like, okay, here's a million. Got to be black and white. So it's not like he was a creative choice, though. He kind of said he would have swayed that way. But yeah, I could imagine. the The thing about we've it is, seen I, it I, in color now, and <laughs> yeah, we have. Well, I mean, we saw a movie yeah, in color right. that had the same name. Yeah. Before speaking of, to transcend going from that to '90s. The characters and dialogue in this original haunting very much feel like a template for like the '90s blockbuster summer disaster type movie. Like it really, oh for sure, they really have very catchy, good rhythms and like fun audience laugh, audience enjoyment type lines. Like that still go to this day. And you're fine. <laughs> well, we're just gonna touch upon the remake for a quick second. Thank because, God. Uh, 1999, of course, it was famously remade with Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson, Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, which Zeta-Jones actually, for the part, I'm like, that was a pretty good choice. Uh, yeah, she was great. But was good. And Yon DeBont, this is like, he, I'll say, I had to review the, the Blu-ray that came out last year for it. Oh, so sorry. Um, I, I have to say, it, it was shot beautifully. They filmed that freaking house good, but it's just... I, I I enjoyed it more than when I saw it in the theater this time, but it's still mm. not, not. I mean, if it, I feel like if you're gonna show a kid like a haunted house movie, you could show him that. But I'm like, well, I just show him the original. <laughs> yeah, there's you know, a, that, there was nothing in that movie that was refreshing. There was nothing, that, and it, it missed the point of it showing everything. Like it keeps showing and going the CG with bad was CG. so yeah. bad. How can you have that? cast and just be a complete and utter disappointment yeah. right. on every level and it, I, I know look I know a few people that like this movie mm-hmm. I, I, I you know that thing and they're not like it's the greatest movie ever made but they they're, they find joy and hey that's totally fine I right. find joy in a lot of shitty movies but yeah I just I love the original so much it, that yeah well the, the remake feels like everything was in place to like succeed and it just it, it that didn't. the the Owen Wilson. So can we spoil it oh, a little yeah. bit? Owen Wilson's oh. character dies. There's no reason yeah. for it. just to they chop off his head. It's a yeah. PG thirteen movie, so you see nothing. Right. And it's it just like, disappears basically. It disappears, and you're like, why? 
What did that have to do with anything? Literally, like you said, missed the entire point of the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I guess they're trying to maybe trying to do more like the Shirley Jackson, but they weren't really doing anything right. different except for that and a couple other things. But uh, it, it, it's very that movie makes me angry. It's one of the worst remakes ever made, in my opinion. It's one of them. But what was funny though, like they remade around the same time they did House on Haunted Hill, and I actually kind of liked that one. I did too. I did too. <laughs> I mean, it was a uh, it, it it had the same issues, but it, there was something because the CGI was a little. Mm, but, having fun and not taking itself too seriously, maybe. But. I think that's the thing, and there were there were legit creepy moments in that. Yeah, like that that the thing with the, the the spinning thing where you could see the. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that was terrifying, and that whole opening sequence was pretty great. I mean, right. there's a lot of yeah, good Lisa stuff. Lisa Loeb, it won me over in two seconds. So, did she say, "Stay"? I talk so hey. all the time. So now she's in a commercial, so singing yeah. that song. So yay. Yay. Making those residuals <laughs> count. Woohoo! But yeah, no, that, that was good. But, you know, the, this one, of course, that, well, and then there's the Netflix show that everybody mm-hmm. loved. Yeah. Based off the book as well, but quite different, um, figuring out things. But, and I like what Mike Flanagan does. I so do too. Generally, yeah, except for, uh, I wasn't a huge, I'm not a huge Dr. Sleep fan. Have and you I, watched the, the longer cut? Well, no, no, here's the thing. I I've a, tried. I, oh, I've okay. Tried. I like the longer cut a lot better. I wasn't that big it's, on the theatrical, but I I really enjoyed the longer cut. So there's something that just and I get why people like it. I'm not like they. We get really as film fans, we get very protective of what we love and what we mm-hmm. don't love. And I I don't I'm not a big proponent of let's trash movies on Twitter because sometimes I do for sure sometimes i you know every so often you're in the mood to go well mm-hmm. that movie kind of, i wasn't a fan right but it drives me crazy when like you post something like oh my gosh i love this movie and then you have three three or four people going uh yeah that movie sucked i'm like uh who asked you yeah. uh, honestly i mean I, no 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 offense but it's you know whatever but that's where I, my uh end line of the show comes from and stuff like that but yeah yeah it's it's one of the things I, I, I look, I, I appreciate good movies, and I, I would rather spend my time on those. Right. And, I, you know, I, I, that's why I don't go, like, you know, Dr. Sleep, I tried. I've tried. Yeah. I've tried to like it. Just something doesn't work for me. I, I feel like a lot, I think for me, it feels like he's. they tried so hard to please the fans of The Shining, the book. Mm-hmm. As well as fans of the movie, because there is a divide between right. a lot. I know so many people that don't like the movie because it's so different from the book. Same as you know, I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the book. I, I well, I love it. I do like the book for sure. Mm-hmm. Stephen King, he can write. He's all right, I guess. He may have some success down the road. He might be good. Yeah, he, he's okay. But for some reason, I just thought Kubrick. Offered a more interesting. So I idea. like about adaptation. Like I, I, I. It's one thing I've always talked about. Create like, I don't. Uh, some people just want to see what they already know on the screen. I want to see some what somebody's interpretation of that was mm-hmm. when it comes mm-hmm. to movies and stuff. Like, and sometimes they do things better. Sometimes they find sometimes something they that that was there and the author didn't expand upon or needed that extra voice. Sometimes they screw it up, but. Mm-hmm. I like to see a voice, uh, mm-hmm. an idea of someone's mind, but that's what Kubrick did. And Kubrick found 
something in there and explored it. Like because if you are straight adapting, you are hampering yourself from exploring ideas that you might find more interesting. But yeah, that's true. I agree. And we wouldn't get a good film like the one we we're talking about today had they not taken liberties and in their adaptation. Amen to that, brother. All right, high so five. Bam. <laughs> What else? This is where we talk about anything we might have written, produced, something put out in the world, or maybe just watched or read or listened to lately. So, Jimmy, what else? Well, I watched something I really enjoyed. I've seen, I've gotten to see a lot lately, and uh, some of it I can talk about, some I can't. I can say that I did see The Conjuring Three. The Devil Made Me Do It, and I really enjoyed it. I love the I love the movies. I love Vera Farmiga. I love Patrick Wal- Wil- Patrick Wilson. I can't talk because uh, water was in my lungs, uh, or not in my lungs, you know what I'm talking about, my throat. I saw that. I saw, I don't know if you read my review, I saw Quiet Place 2, which, whoa, so blown away by that film. Absolutely mm-hmm. blown away. And, uh, and I, I've I saw... I've seen it! Did you, uh, did you, uh, how great is this movie? That movie's got a great, I thought, I for me it was like on par with the first one, doing something sure. better, doing some things better in areas. It had a hell of an opening sequence. My gosh, so but good, so good. It, and it goes to interesting places without being too overly complex. Like, mm-hmm. that's what I, I really, yeah. Uh, and I thought, uh, Killian Murphy wandering an empty earth again, that's, some fun to see. Oh, so good. yeah, he was really he was a good addition. It was, it was uh, it was funny because I'm not. I saw it in the theaters. I, actually, I, I went to a screening okay. before you know because I had to review it, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there like, and I'm not wanting to be there. I just not really in the mood. I'm not feeling the movie theaters okay. yet. But I, I was watching it, and I'm just like, I just got lost in it. I just, I, I gave it a ten out of ten, and I, I knew I would get some hate or mm-hmm. or or. or because people, the one thing people love to complain about is the number you give a movie, as you know. It's arbitrary. Read the words the person said. Like, we shouldn't have to score. It's art. It's not a basketball it's, game. It's not yeah, baseball. It's, like, I, I've always, the scoring, the grading, like, I... I get why people do it. Look, people want to, you know, they don't want to read the whole review. I was talking to my friend about this, and mm-hmm. um, people, they don't want to read the whole review, so they, they like to see that number, but... And that's fine. That's that's totally fine, and that makes sense. But when you're like, <clears throat> you gave this a ten. Well, I guess it's as good as Godfather, Jaws. It's I'm not like, like that. Yes, yeah. It's exactly like that. Yes, it's yeah. like, no. It's exactly the best film ever made. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I fucking hate that. It just drives me crazy because like, this should be fun. Mm-hmm. This should be enjoyable. We should yep. enjoy movies. We should enjoy right. talking about movies. And when you nitpick over, well, this doesn't sound like a seven. This doesn't sound like a five. This doesn't. This sounds like a. Uh, one of the comments on my review was, oh, "Well, I think it's a three out of ten for me because it's stupid." I'm just like, okay, yeah. I mean, he went into reasons why he felt it was stupid, and it's funny because one of the reasons he was bringing up was something I actually kind of agreed with, but I also no kids one you know my only minor complaint with the film was the boy and his okay. what he ends up doing and and the choice some of the choices he makes right he's a boy right he just he's facing death every day his foot was mangled up all this stuff happens oh sorry that's spoiler um 
Uh, well, that that's early in the film. That's really early in the film, so never mind. First act, but yeah. First act. So a lot of stuff happens to this kid. Guess what? People that age don't make smart decisions all the time. Adults and don't make smart decisions all the time. Thank we you. have found this out in the last year. Thank you. Yeah, so, so like, and to be honest, there's a hell of a payoff with this kid. And mm-hmm. I, I, it's like, again, I don't want it to get too spoilery, but, like, wow, what... It, Everyone was so good in this movie. It's just the the per- mm-hmm. Millicent especially. She was outstanding, yeah. and, and Emily Blunt's always great. But my God, what a great movie, man! Oh what yeah, a great it, movie. It was really fun. I I, yeah. I I got a lot of Lost vibes. The TV show from it at mm-hmm. times. I yeah, could I see like, that. I was yeah. like, oh, this feels like a Lost inspired little thing. But no, it's and it could end here. There could be a third one. I, there I is a third like one. That. Yeah, well, there. Yeah, of well, yeah there. They, I mean, that's a. But, the, hey, yeah, it's 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 just wow. But it's like a, the first one, they made a complete movie rather than trying to. I mean, there, there's stuff you can build off of in this, but mm-hmm. it's not like world building off to the side bullshit. No, no, it's very smart. For some reason, Krasinski knows how to make a horror film, mm-hmm. and. and and he knows he gets how to a make little a... too like for me he gets a little too into stuff he's discovering because we're watching mm-hmm. him grow as a director so there's stuff he keeps like I'm gonna do this again and again or you get it and it's like all right but he's doing it well. I don't mind he's that doing, he's I doing it well it, though he's if it works it well. I'm fine yeah and yeah I'm pretty serious but yeah but yeah he's kind of yeah so um, but no yeah Quiet Place Two was a really fun time. loud and cool like this it's the kind of movie to see in the theater again. God, how many times are we going to hear? I don't All think year. I've done that quote yet. I yeah. mean, I maybe I have. Maybe I've said, oh, this, is, favorite, this is definitely. My favorite, there was a quote, a pull quote of Cruella that said, cinematic. I'm like, how far removed from it's a movie kind of quote is that? Like, cinematic. Hello, C- Cruella. Good movie, too. Cinematic. Really good I, I flick. I haven't seen Cruella yet. but uh, Very, very surprisingly fun uh it's a caper man it's yeah. a fucking caper so you're just having a good time and emma, St- emma stone and emma thompson mm-hmm. and and jasper and whatever that dude's name is they're they're just it's yeah. a lot of fun it's gotcha. a lot of fun yeah. so my my what else jimmy i was going to talk about going back to the theater because i am officially vaccinated all this so i went Woo-hoo. my first day i went and saw so i did see quiet place too that was the second one i went but i had to catch up on the saw series and i saw spiral uh, with the hit song using the saw theme, but um, oh, Spiral. Yeah, this is a movie. I, I, it's not the worst saw, but it's I, it's hanging. How, how long did it take you to figure out who the killer was? Not not very. Um, like instantly, I I, I I I there was a part where I'm. Well, it, it was there was a part where they flash back to where I was like, well, they're not showing us plenty of stuff here. So mm-hmm. I was like, and then there was this, and then it like, there was like a couple confirmations later on. Like, you're right. Just wait. We're going to wait forever to tell you, but just wait. And mm-hmm. I thought there was a lot of it that was probably unintentionally goofy and hilarious. Oh yeah. It was the, okay. It- I, I'm not going to, this is any spoiler. There are flashbacks in this to like 12 years ago. And when they do them, and they have Chris Rock with the like evil Spock goatee, they have Samuel L. Jackson with this weird mustache, and uh, Marisol Nichols with these bangs. It's fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I was cracking up so bad. And there's the guy with the obvious scar in his face. 
And then it goes back to the flashback where it's not there. I'm like, oh, we're going to see how he got that. Look, um, I... I I love Darren Lynn Bowsman. I think yeah. he's a very good director, and I think there was stuff in here that I just it didn't work for me. It didn't work for me, and it didn't like, didn't excite me. It didn't. I was I was I was ready for it to. I was like I was counting the counting the minutes. I was like, okay, I'm 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 good to go. I'm good. I, a lot of people shit on Jigsaw, the movie that came out before this, which I thought was just inoffensively fine. Yeah, that's how but, I felt about it. I, like is this one like that much better than that? Like I don't I don't know if it is. I don't think it is because Jigsaw at least was dumb enough to not give away the killer so easily, and you're like, oh, they just picked one of the people probably, and that's what they went with. This one, they're like, oh, we got a plan, and it's really fucking obvious. <laughs> oh, it's um, so obvious. I mean, I thought for a minute they're they're faking us out, and I thought, right. oh, I bet it's going to be that person, and and I was wrong, but I was like. As I was thinking about it, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this is kind of obvious. This, yeah, I was right. Yeah, it was, I was right the first time. Yeah, no, it, it's uh, oh, I, I do think Chris Rock brings some nice energy to it, but uh, I wasn't a fan. I just, nope. I, it was his performance seemed so uh, goofy to me. He had was, some, he had some um, smolder looks that were like, okay, you trying too hard, my man. Yeah, trying too hard, but he had some funny like I, I like some of the, what I like some of his like goofy dialogue felt like kind of fresh and welcome in a in a you know rather procedural type movies. They're like oh, no, 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 always serious dialogue, and he had some funny shit to throw in there. That was kind of nice, but yeah, yeah, all the, all the yeah, oh yeah, spiral. Um, yeah, it's a movie from the book of Saw. <laughs> uh, Can't wait till the next chapter. Yeah, I mean, keep making them. There are there are modern Friday the Thirteenth series, so keep going. Yeah. It, you look, it's gonna it made money. It's made so they're gonna make another one. And, it costs and, five bucks. I'll tell you what they I, 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 they like to bring back uh, minor characters to play bigger roles in mm-hmm. Saw movies. Uh, the cameraman I played in a Saw uh, film between Saw Two and Saw Three is still alive. They still have not called me back. Oh damn. I would like to. I would like to come back to the series if they're asked, if they're looking for someone for Saw Ten. I would. I would see that. I'll I would die see in like five seconds. I can be the opening trap. You can mutilate my body, whatever you want. Uh, but this news cameraman probably still works in that city. Yeah. Uh, I'll even take a copycat, like you know, stupid copycat person. That's fine. It's totally fine. Totally fine. Yeah. I'd like to return. Um. But we'll see. We'll this see. is a scary episode, by the way, is, of the yeah. show. Yes. All right. Well, so that'll do it today. Jimmy, I always so much fun just hanging out and shooting the shit, rambling off topic, on topic. Uh, thanks for the pick. Hell of a movie. And yes. uh, as always, just being a presence on my shows is more than I can ask for. Uh, so let people know where they can follow you on the social medias and what you have coming up. Okay, of course, yeah, I have a live something stony where I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about Fast and the Furious 9. Uh, tomorrow at 8, live UPS, uh, PST, Pacific Standard Time. I have, of course, Joe Blow. I have a bunch of interviews. Check out my Conjuring. I'm really proud of my Conjuring 3 interviews. I had a good time with those. Uh, of course, Arrow in the Head occasionally. We Live Entertainment occasionally. And, um, of course, my other show, Sound Scary, which we have a very, very special episode airing tomorrow. Uh, or, well, actually, this uh, probably, it's already aired. But it's available on... Look in the past. On Cosm, on their, all their sites, it's the the uh, we have um, the director of uh, the Conjuring Three, 
So I'm very proud of that one. And of course, social media, Jimmy to the L, James Oster, all that shit. All right. All right. And I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Brand4KUHD, written work at WhySoBlue.com. There's more from the Brandon Peters Show this week, including the premiere of old teen show, The Heights, with Jessica Altman. But until then, always remember to keep the positivity in your online film chatter. Thank you for listening. The Brandon Peters Show is a Creative Zombie Studios production. Produced by Brad Shoemaker and Brandon Peters. Written and edited by Brandon Peters. Announcer vocals by Jessica Alsman. Theme song by Metavari. Web design and show art by Brad Shoemaker with Brandon Peters. All music and clips featured in the episode are property of their respective studios and no infringement is intended. Additional information on this and other episodes at brandonpetershow.com. For any inquiries, press opportunities, or sponsorship, contact mail at brandonpetershow.com. The show is available on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere podcasts are found. supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen, but it does happen.